you know, this is my favorite part of the show where I get to chat with different people, hear what they do and what they're passionate about. And today I have someone that I think we can relate to on so many levels, um, if only because we are mama bears. I say mama bears as women passionate about being mothers and parents. Esther Katende Magezi joins me today. She is a lawyer and a mom of three and she recently published a book called Memoirs of a Working Mother Decision Points. Welcome, Esther. Thank you very much. How thank are you? you? Very much. I'm fine, thank you. How are the babies? They are very fine. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for having me here. Mm-hmm. Talk about my passion. Your passion? Yes, my full-time job. You know, when you um, when we were just chatting before this, you said you are a lawyer, you're a lecturer as well. Yes, is that yes. a law lecturer? Yes, at MOOBS though. At MOOBS. Business school, okay. yes. So we teach business law subjects. Mm-hmm. Although my main, main focus is international trade law. Mm-hmm. So all over the world, I teach international trade law. I moderate, I, I research, analyze. I'm a consultant, private right. consultant. Yes. Okay, nice. Yes. But you said... The, one, the main thing is you are a mother. Everything else revolves, revolves around, around that. that. Yes, I'm a full-time mother and that's my first and main job. Yes. So everything else revolves around that. I don't take jobs that take me away from that. That is my main focus. You know, I, I said it so many times as well. That I do this, I do this, but I'm a mother first. Full-time, yeah. A mother first. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your three little ones. How old are they? Okay, so I have a daughter. She's 13. Mm-hmm. I have another one. She's 11, turning 12 this year. And a son who's eight turning nine. Okay. So my 13-year-old turns 14 this year. Okay. She's still 13, yeah. Ah, like me, I have two girls. Then and one My boy. son is the youngest. Yes, yes, well. yes, yes. Okay, so, so yes. um, clearly, you know, your book is about being a working mother. Yes. And this is something, this dynamic from our parents' days to our days now, it's so, so, so different. Mm. I mean, many of our parents, our mothers, mm. um, either stayed home or even the work they did was at home, mm. at school smoke a business around the house or you know some like farming but they were mostly at home yes. and their husbands were or working. their partners were working and supplemented um, so it's very different now the way we are raising our children and our challenges of course have gone up uh, when did you first notice that you know intentional parenting had to happen because that's one of the things I see you really focus on Maybe, maybe even you can tell us what intentional parenting is mm-hmm. to begin with. Intentional parenting means that you put your heart and attention to prioritize your children and your family. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was younger, younger, I'd just gotten married and, you know, not your children. I realized that as the children grow, it's a very short period of time that you have with them. Mm-hmm. So I made a mental note because by the virtue of my work, international trade law, you're usually traveling a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a time I met an ex-ambassador who was a fairly old guy. I had gone to travel to do some work abroad. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, Esther, my, I think his daughter, he had retired. Mm-hmm. And his daughter was saying, oh, daddy, I don't remember ever being there in my childhood. Like she couldn't remember any memories oh, of no. that dad being in her life when she was young. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me, Esther, never make that mistake. Mm-hmm. Because those children grow and they grow so quickly. Yeah. and you have not mentored them you've not put any values in them so basically by the time they leave your home you have not achieved anything in their lives you've, they, they've moved on you've sent them out but without any core substance of who you are or who you are as a family and I've seen some my brother and my cousin they, you know their children their intentional dads mm. and, and their children came out well because they're much older than my children and that is something I liked mm. so I told when myself when you say they came out well what, what, what? it means they're disciplined they're focused they're hardworking they're workers they love God they love what they do they're good people mm. you know so many times we release children but we've not empowered them how to work 
Mm-hmm. We not empower them how to dream big, to you know, to go and conquer the world, and that starts with you, the mother mm-hmm. and the father in yeah. the home. Yeah. So the parents, even just your values as a family, what do you believe in? What What are the things that are no nos? For example, is it okay in your family to post nudes mm-hmm. as a family? You know, is it okay? Yeah. Or is it okay as a family to? Anything that is, you know, your values as a family. Mm-hmm. So those are things you teach children, especially when they are still young. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I talk about the fact that before the age of 12, that is the time you have the time to impart. You know, to impart in a child. Because after 12, they're turning into teenagers. They're, they're listening to the world. Yes. They're listening to their friends. Mm. So it is very hard to influence at that time. So the window of opportunity, I believe, is before 12. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, it's not impossible after but it's before now I'm talking too much it's no, before no, 12 no no please go ahead please go ahead it's mm-hmm. before 12 so the formative years yes, what they're looking at now important. are like almost 7 like you know from 0 to 7 mm. um, also very important but especially yes. like the values you're talking about yes. I feel like like from 7 to 12 that's yes, where you really especially, need to especially yes before, before 7 the, the literature says between 0 and 4 there you're developing the mind so the child should not just be, for example, sitting at home with the maid watching, you know, TV. Because you see what they're like a sponge, they're absorbing everything. And mm-hmm. when they start talking, it will all come out. Yeah. So whatever the maid's values and opinions and mindset, that is what the child is capturing at that age. Mm-hmm. So before four, you really work on the mind growth and mind development. So they say, take them into, you know, educative things. I always say, even in my book, I talk about it. Take them to a school where they're not learning about class, mm-hmm. but they're being exposed to these concepts by the time they get there they'll just be walking over because in their subconscious mm-hmm. it is already registered yes 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 yes, yes. yes. a lot of people um, complain about the fact that I mean I've had a lot of conversations with the shows I've done about children in the past uh, talking to teachers for example or community leaders and they say one of our biggest mistakes now as parents who are working is we leave the raising of our children the upbringing of our children either to teachers or to you said the maids at home, the people at home, and we don't, you know, take the time. Um, what do you think are, you know, the disadvantages of that? Because the funny thing is people know, but somehow they don't really take it that seriously and mm. do something about it. Mm. Mm. You see, the level of the person minding your child, the IQ, the, you know, the emotional quotient, the level of the person minding your child is the level that the child is going to be. Mm-hmm. So what you're targeting is what you get. What comes in is what comes out. Mm-hmm. So if your child is minded or raised by a P7 dropout, guess what? That is what is being imparted in your child. Mm-hmm. And remember, the first four years are very important yeah. because they are emotional and mental development of a child. Mm-hmm. So if you choose that you've taken them to or maybe this maid or this kind of school and that is not the level you want your child to... Because you see, you have to look at the end goal. What is the end plan? By the time our children are working, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. this regional integration business will be day-to-day life, mm-hmm. okay? Because yeah. the Africa, free continental area is coming in. You know, East African community is already in place. So right now, I work in that area a lot. So right now, they are putting in place those laws. But fast forward 10, 20 years, we are mainly going to be like China, probably going to be like China. True. If you have not raised your child to be competitive <laughs> for that time, mm. you're going to have a problem with your child in your home. That you is understand? one of the biggest challenges. Absolutely. People are still raising our children. The way we were raised. Mm-hmm. When Uganda was still open, there were still jobs, you know, everything was still available. But that's not the situation anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why you find that graduates don't have much work. You yeah. know, they're unemployed because why? The, the, the market is saturated. Mm-hmm. market is saturated. So if it is saturated now, 
and you're still raising your children how we were raised for us who are occupying those jobs mm. remember even our parents are still working yes you know yes. so tell me your child 10 20 years from now what will happen yeah and remember that time you know east african community will be working um, the African Free Continental Area will be working where you can be in Nigeria and come to work in Uganda mm-hmm. with just an ID. Mm-hmm. So if your child is not emotionally and mentally prepared for that, you'll be babysitting them at home. That's just my perspective. I'm not professor. I, That's just what I'm but saying. But I like it because you are basically using what you know from your profession mm. um, and bringing that you know, to parenting as well and preparing our children for the world. Yes, because you're not raising them for our time. No, mm-hmm. we're raising them for the next time, their time, that technology time, mm-hmm. the time where things are moving fast. Mm-hmm. The world is a global village, you know. We can't raise them. That's why you find that if they're in schools that are not delivering that, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because you see, they'll come out and they'll be home. They yeah. can't find a job. They can't speak the language of what needs to be spoken. They can't compete. You find that many people who are employing today, I'm now in the employment age. Mm-hmm. I'm an employer, basically. Yes, yes. But you find many people employing, don't want to employ Ugandans. The person cannot speak English. They cannot write English. They have no etiquette. I mean, so many things are failing. Their work ethic is <laughs> Zero, exactly. Yeah. So they would rather hire Kenyan. Okay, I don't know how to be on this, no, but they would rather hire a foreigner. Honesty is important. Honesty. They would rather hire a foreigner mm. because they say those guys deliver. But why is it? Because we are failing. Mm-hmm. And of course, it all starts from home because see, it's a vision of the parents, mm-hmm. how you've, you've raised your children. So that is why we really need an overhaul in our system. Okay. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people who are really targeting, you know, skills and development, basically looking at young people who are either finishing Essex or graduating from university and making sure that they are ready, prepared for the world today. But now you're taking on this extra level, which is also at home. Um, when you talked about like picking schools, um, one of the thing, what are the, like, what are the things that we should be looking for that will complement this intentional parenting? Okay, first of all, I want to point out that there's no school that is fully, 100% good. Mm -hmm. Every school has weaknesses and strengths. So as a parent, even as you pick, you must know that these are the weaknesses of this curriculum and Mm -hmm. how do I beef it up? Yeah. For example, if you decide, let's say you want to do the international curriculum, you know that most of the children in the international curriculum are not, they hold them with kid gloves, so to Mm -hmm. speak. Mm -hmm. So you need to know that, okay, these people might not have grit. Let me develop it as a person elsewhere. Mm -hmm. In the local curriculum on the other hand, you say that maybe they're not developing critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, I put in effort to develop my child's critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. So both curriculums are not 100% perfect. So you just uh, whatever you as a parent can supplement is you choose that and then you supplement that. Mm -hmm. Because both need a lot of work. So if if you're better at creating creating a situation whereby your children will develop critical thinking skills and you know think critically and analytically and question things mm-hmm. then do the national system mm-hmm. because it lacks that mm-hmm. but if you feel that I, that I can't do that then put them in the international system but know that it has its weaknesses mm-hmm. you know As children well. are babied and all that so you develop systems that create them to have grit or what they call you know mm-hmm. like go getting and striving and yes. yes you have to develop that, that discipline <laughs> yes 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 that too. yes yes and it's not there in the international system mm-hmm. so you create it as a parent in a different way in your home yes. so whatever is easier for you to beef up on is what you adopt okay. that, that's what I think I like I like looking at it from that angle so you know you said you're very par- passionate about talking about parenting and of course we have this book right here memoirs of a working mother when did you start working on this and when did you even start on this journey of speaking about parenting intentional parenting 
So I've always been a passionate speaker, but in my house and in my friend among my friends. But that book, <laughs> in, I started writing it in 2015. But mm. writing it, I, I just started journaling. Actually, not writing, okay. journaling. Okay. You know, I would write down my thoughts, my struggles, the things I was dealing with as my children were younger. But then last year during COVID, we we're all sitting at home, mm-hmm. and I said, "But this book." I was actually challenged by one of my brothers. You know, we were sitting as siblings, and I said, "But you guys, we should not be just living. We should have." a situation whereby someone wakes up one day and says that you did something x and my life was different others should as, as, as in other words that we should go out of our way to make an impact in our society mm-hmm. that someone says their life was changed or made better because of an action you did mm-hmm. so i thought i have this book that i've been journaling over let me sit down and put it together mm-hmm. so i sat down in three months mm-hmm. really pretty much it was done mm-hmm. yeah during this covid i think it was between june last year i started it in june and maybe by july august was printed okay yeah because i had been journaling and most of the things in that book you find are my personal journals so mm-hmm. it is a really personal book yeah very also personal experiences yes and i had a battle of i'm exposing myself too much you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. but that, that vulnerability is what people relate to yes. you know they yes. don't relate to pretend so i have it together no they just you need to see that journey of the decisions the criticism and everything and what has come out of it and how did we get to that point Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say that parenting is it's kind of hit and miss. You're constantly yes. learning because also each child has is you different. have to have a different approach. Yes. I think that's the hardest part. Yes. You have to have a different approach to each child because they have different personalities. Mm-hmm. For someone who gets your book and reads through it, what are you hoping that they will come away with? What they will learn from your from your sharing? Yes. First of all, I want especially mothers to know that there's I mean there's you have to work on 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 being a, a mother but also a working mother mm-hmm. now many mothers sit back and say me I'm a mother i don't have to make money no so many decisions in the home are dependent on you as a mother mm-hmm. so you have to work hard and make excellent you know financial provision basically mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to be excellent as a mother mm-hmm. so my desire in this book that when someone reads it they walk away knowing that it first of all it's an honorable thing to be a mother it is not an easy journey mm-hmm. like you said it's tri- you're trying out you don't know what the future holds mm-hmm. you know actually one of the challenges i faced is how do you write a book when your children have not arrived so to speak mm-hmm. you know they are not successful they are still young they're not out. the jury is still out <laughs> how do you know how they'll turn out mm-hmm. you know but my comfort was you know what at any stage you can make an impact yes. for me i'm just writing about my experience this far mm-hmm. you know so that was my caveat that you know this is my experience this far <laughs> it, 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 what happens in the future is a different discussion Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in another book, but, but also for now, in the next few years, you'll also have learned some, some more, more things, things, which exactly. I imagine will have another book. Exactly, yes. exactly. So I'm saying this is what I've learned so far mm-hmm. up to this point. X, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But really, mothers, you know, because I had a friend who had um, her mother. There was nine siblings, and her mother's greatest regret, like my greatest regret, is I gave birth to all of you guys. Oh. So which means she hoped that when they grow, they would help her. And all that, but I don't think as mothers we should do that. We oh, should no. know that our future is not in our children. You yeah. know, we are working for our future. We work for our retirement. So that's why you don't sit back and say, "Oh, I'm a mother. I can accept little pay and what." No, go out and get it. You mm. know, work hard, excel, prepare for your retirement. Especially because you're teaching your daughters. Exactly, as well. exactly. They are watching. They are mm. watching. Even your sons, they will have a wife who's like their mother who just chills at home. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you're you're raising the bar. Yes. So it was important that mothers know that. That, you know, you don't sit back, work hard 
and balance, you know, because so many decisions in the home depend on you as a mother, even mm-hmm. financial de- decisions. Because if you leave everything to the father, so many things won't happen in the home mm-hmm. because it's too much for him as well. Yes, he yes. just cannot handle all those bills. In the but world if, today, you it, cannot. Exactly, one you partner, cannot. It's so hard for one partner. Exactly, to do it. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's why it's very hard for single mothers because, oh my God, you're finding the finances. I mean, it's just too hard. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then even just the disciplining and the raising, you put that all together, it's it's very difficult. Very, very difficult. That's now, true. a question that I think we have all been asked at some point or another, especially mm. as professional women, is, mm. you know, how do you balance, you know, work-life balance? And I've heard so many opinions over time, but I remember there was one particular lady who said there's never a balance. Yes. There's always just a choice. Yes. The scales are either one side up Absolutely. or one side down. Absolutely. Because you have to choose. Exactly. Absolutely. So what is your advice for women who are struggling to find that, you that, know? <laughs> and for me, when I choose, like I told you, I choose my children, my family, basically, mm-hmm. in that balance. Mm-hmm. My family comes first in the decisions, then everything else revolves around that. And yet you've still been able to travel, yes. you've still been able to yes. lecture, you're doing all these yes. things. Yes, mm-hmm. because I manage my day. I mm-hmm. wake up at the beginning of the week I know what I'm going to do I usually take Mondays off actually Oh, because that's the time I sit and think and replenish weekends are so busy my god I have to rest you know? with the children yes children yes. visiting <laughs> even me I enjoy visiting friends doing all those mm-hmm. things but by the time Monday morning see, I am exhausted <laughs> so Monday I sleep in pamper myself get served well and rest but also plan and mm-hmm. also pray I pray my week through mm-hmm. Monday but also plan for the rest of my week so by the time Tuesday comes I'm you know mm-hmm. very and, and my work hours are very limited so I have to maximize them mm-hmm. because my children break off from school at 3 Okay. so before 2.30 everything must be finished. so you have to try and make sure you get absolutely. as much done early in the absolutely. morning absolutely and I actually do achieve because after 3 it's time for my children then maybe I can resume at about 8.30 mm-hmm. so between 3 and 8.30 I'm fixing things for kids uh-huh. then after that I can do any further work because normally by finished. then 8.00, 9.00 you're trying to make sure they're in bed yes. that's also another thing that you know you find some people don't have those strict like bedtimes oh and we do yet it's so important for our children sleep is so important to even a discipline mm-hmm. because they can't sleep early they can't wake up early mm-hmm. and they have to achieve good results at school too because I'm not sending them to school to play games no mm-hmm. I expect A grades okay yeah it is not what but for me I believe if I'm a lecturer anyway <laughs> I believe if the grades are good it shows you've mastered the content mm-hmm. and it will help you in the future wherever that leads you mm-hmm. you will not gamble through and whatever it also shows a discipline that you're disciplined enough to focus and concentrate mm-hmm. so timetables are fixed in our okay. house they have okay. to sleep on time so you have routines yes yes that's also very important yes. for children to understand yes. that you have to stick to routines and regimens and everything um, one of the things you you really amuse me you just said like you know by monday you're exhausted mm. and people always joke about women coming in mothers <laughs> and wives you're supposed to rest on the weekend monday she is tired and, and harassed and everything and it's even moody because my god mm-hmm. it has been a heavy weekend now part of parenting at uh, least in the world today people advise it's important to also show your children that sometimes you can take time for just you or just for your own sanity. Yes. Do you yes. believe in that as well? Yes, I do. Because they also know that mommy doesn't work on Monday. Mm-hmm. They know that Monday is mommy's, you know, mommy's day. day. Mm-hmm. Yes, me time. Mommy's me time. Mm-hmm. I eat chocolate. I mean, I do all the things I love to do. Monday <laughs> is me, you know. Okay. And no one is at home to say, mommy, this uh, Mister is not at home. Nothing. I just me. That's your time to recharge. Yes, I, absolutely. I sleep. I wake up and help them get ready. But then I go back to bed and mm-hmm. sleep until whenever the body wakes up. Okay. You see. Okay. So 
yeah. it is really it's, it refills my love cup really mm-hmm. i read a book if i'm awake i see, i read i mean anything i watch a program my voice it's it's so funny and you feel so guilty when you're watching tv at monday like at 10 on my, <laughs> but that gives me a sense of satisfaction that you yeah, but i work too hard mm-hmm. i'm doing you so work so things. hard to yes. be able to do this now <laughs> yes you know mm-hmm. so i'm like you know what i need some me time let me watch a program or something that i would want to watch mm-hmm. yeah so okay. monday is me time Okay, well thank you for sharing and I'd like to ask where we can find your book and how we can get in touch with you. Oh, my book Aristoc, Bookpoint, Amazon, Jumia, and I can even, you know, if they can reach out to me, I can send them a copy. Okay, how do we reach out to you? 0754006497. Okay. Esther. Are you are you on social media? Yes, well? I'm on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm on um, Instagram everywhere. So your YouTube Twitter. Channel? What is that? Esther Katende Magazine Intentional okay. your Parenting. Names? Uh, intentional Parenting. Yeah, it's actually called Intentional Parenting. Okay. Yeah. Have you had Intentional Parenting on YouTube? Mm-hmm. You said you're on Facebook, your names as well? Yes, Esther Katende Magazine. Okay. Yes. So again the book is Decision Points Memoirs of a Working Mother we can all learn from Esther. Thank you so much for sharing because as a mom eh, sometimes you, you sit there and you're like no what next? Okay this didn't work. What's the next thing? And it's always important to learn from each other and hear from each other. Oh yes. Thank you so much again Thank you. for Thank joining you me too. on the Groove Cafe. Thank you too. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> Groove Cafe. RX Radio. Happy vibes. Sweet connections. The Groove.